excuse me. Just wondering, after your sit down here, where you're going with your bags? This cafe? It's a pub. Oh, what time does it open? Ten o'clock. Got a bit of a wait then in the car. Yeah, yeah, I'll sit. They'll probably let me in in half hour. Is this your regular place? Yeah, yeah, every day. Every day? Yeah. Every day? I don't drink. I drink pints of water. Boring life it is as well. <laughs> Meet a few boys in there like we have a chat for a couple of hours then go back home. That's it. <laughs> what do you do when you get back from your water pub trip? Oh, do a bit of washing then sit down in front of Judge Render. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, not a lot. Just watch the television. It's a boring old life, but there you are. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Did it used to be? Well, I used to drink <laughs> at one time. Then after my wife passed away, I went a bit too mental on it and uh, got diagnosed with diabetes, liver failure and uh, heart problems. So cut it out, all that's it. You're dead in six months, like so. That's it, we pack it up. Do you wish your wife had seen you pack it up? Uh... No, I don't think so, because she, she didn't mind me drinking. I used to go out for a couple of hours of a night and then come back home and look after her. She, she was an amputee, so right leg missing, like. So I'd go out for an hour, hour and a half, something like that, then go back home. I had the mobile phone with me and she could get hold of me at any time. So it's, uh, I wish she'd stayed on, obviously, but... Uh, uh, you know, we can't see, so you've got no time limit on it, like, you know. It's a loud noise, isn't it? And it's in Welsh, no one can understand it. <laughs> How did she lose her leg, then? Smoking. Peripheral vascular disease brought on by uh, the seven cigarettes she used to smoke a day. And it wasn't, it was 28 a day. Uh, she told the doctor seven, and I watched him mark down 28. Because he knew she was lying. But it's smoking, it was. It, uh, it must probably, have, probably brought on the cancer as well, like, you know. That must be very hard to watch. It is, yeah, it, it, but you, you get used to it. As it happened, it worked in my favour in the long run because I got to know how to cook, I got to know how to use a washing machine, I got to know to do everything because I was catering for her all the time. So when she passed away, I didn't have to worry about who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Mm. And I was in London at the time. She was a cockney, I was up there for 31 years. And then I decided to come back home, because I got family down here. And I was it, carried on my living down here. The trouble is, all my mates are down here to tell you, no. <laughs> How did you meet your wife? In Cardiff, uh, I, I, we met, bumped into each other in a pub, and we got talking and uh, chatting and things like that. She was out of the Elephant and Castle. And we gathered a couple of, about a year, so I said, do you want to go back to London? She said, yeah. I said, well, let's go. And that's it. We went back up. I said, there, 31 years. Gave me a good living, gave me good earnings and everything like that. You know, I got on well up there. Was she fun? Was she fun? Yeah, yeah. She was a typical Cockney. Cursing and swearing and whatever. She didn't care to, to hoots for anyone, like, you know. And she grew up through the war as well. She was slightly older than me. She grew up through the war, so she was out of the Elephant Castle. She got bombed out a couple of times. She got to know the hard way of life and everything like that. They used to have uh, horse meat for beef and whale meat for fish. 
in the war because it was black market. Uh, she had a good life. What do you miss most about her? Um, company. The company mainly, yes. Because they say I used to go out with a couple of hours a night, but the other 22 hours a day I was with her. Like, I'd take her out shopping in the car. She had an electric wheelchair and things like that, like, you know. Hold on, that's the noisiest suitcase ever. Oh, there we are. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's boredom mainly. Like you know, I got family down here, a couple of nieces and nephews, but they all drink anyway. So they say, come along now with us, but I don't because at nine o'clock they're all starting to get half cut, and I get upset then because I can't do it. You know, and I don't want to fall back into the routine. So you know, that's what I do miss about her is her company. You know. You must be quite mentally strong to have stuck to the pints of water for oh, so long. Yeah, I'm on tablets for it. <laughs> I used to drink Coca-Cola, then my doctor warned me off that because of the carbohydrates in it and doing your heart no good. So I come down to squash and then that's got sugar in it. I'm diabetic, so it's water now with a slice of lemon. <laughs> All the fun's gone out of life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you go and wait for your mates. I'm yeah. glad you've got someone to meet in the mornings. Anyway. Yeah, there's... Uh, we, the boys come in shopping for their wives and things like that. They leave about 12 o'clock and that's it. We all drift back to our own pastures then. And where are they friends from? Olden times? Yeah, boys I knew before I went to London, like, you know. I'd known them since the 60s and 70s. A couple I was in the army with in the uh, 60s, like, you know, so they'll all drift back to their, their families, like, you know. All right, Alison. Well, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> What was it like being in the army? Terrible. I joined because I wanted to be a driver. Then once I got into the place, the pub is actually opening behind you. It's a hopeful sign, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'll crawl under that. Um, once I got into the army, they looked at my documents and they said, oh, grammar school education. We're not letting you to be a driver. We want you to do this, we want you to do that. And they wouldn't let me drive. So after that, I got fed up with it. I ended up getting into trouble and getting, I got thrown out after five years. Yeah, they didn't like me at all. All I ever wanted to do was be a lorry driver. What did you do that was naughty enough to get thrown out? 315 days in the glass house in two years. All in sevens and fourteens. What does that mean? Well, when I uh, started doing it, they said don't do any long terms in the jail because by the time you come back, they'll have forgotten what you've done. But keep on niggling them all the time. Do seven days, fourteen days, and I'd say to the parole sergeant, leave all my kit there, Sarge. I'll be back in tonight. There's no point in me taking it back. And I'd go back out, get into trouble, and come back in. Oh, minor things. You know, drunk and disorderly and things like that. But in the end, they got fed up with me. They said, uh, service is no longer required. And that was it. Lovely, I was out. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. Driving licence, I started lorry driving. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking. OK, lovely girl. You carry on. Thank you. Get our crawl under there. Crawl under the barrier. They'll come and lock it up then before anyone else gets in there. Oh, special, special dispensation. Yeah, no, long term service. Long service one. <laughs> Thank you, Cedric. No, Have no, a great day. You, you take it easy, though. Thank you.
I recorded this episode really early in central Cardiff when the bin men were still out doing their rounds. Thank you for listening. Where Are You Going is presented by me, Catherine Carr. The music's by Edwin Pearson and it's produced by the team at Loftus Media. 